0: Hello and welcome to episode 202 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is June 8th, 2020. I am Rollo McFlugel, and with me is Slappy Jones. I realized the other day when I announced you, I always referred to you as Slappy Jones too. Do we need the uh, Do we need the full name, or are you just I mean, Slappy Jones? It is Jones? my full name,
1: but I could go by Slappy Jones. I'm fine with that.
0: Right. I mean, we could. I don't. I don't give myself my middle name. I don't announce my middle name when when we do the intro. No, when so. I
1: when I autograph things, I put the two on there. But you That's can just true. go by Slappy Jones. That's fine.
0: Okay. Well, maybe. May, well, maybe I'll go. I'll do Slappy Jones too, and and I'll call myself Rollo Aloysius McFlugel. You could. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are both from McFlugel.com show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 202 and there you can check out libertymugs.com where apparently the uh the shipping and handling times are getting better um so we're still shipping mugs people are still buying and so uh they're getting them and it looks like uh covid is having less of a uh, an impact on Everything. the shipping and handling time so you'll be able to get your mug a little quicker than they have been going out in the last uh, month or so so that's good hopefully we will be out of all of this nonsense sooner rather than later i know we're all chomping at the bit um actually i did go to a uh, a, a bar restaurant last weekend in maryland Break in. they opened up yeah yeah, they kind of opened up outdoor nice. stuff. Yeah, they did that around here. And uh, yeah, Delaware is uh, opening stuff up. I've I mentioned before. I think driving for DoorDash, and I haven't been doing it for a couple of weeks. I've been kind of busy, but I went out Friday night, and some of the restaurants I picked up at, there are a couple of people sitting in there. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's very like, you know, limited, but um. It's nice to see things starting to get back, and I know people are, st- you know, there's stuff. I don't want to talk about COVID, but we're kind of on the subject. I know people are talking about the whole new normal, and oh, people aren't going to go back to what it was before. I really think that as soon as all this stuff gets lifted, um, I, if I were a betting man, I would say that people are just going to resume life like it was before. I don't know that I, you I know agree. governments, governments, and certain corporations might try to do some sort of stupid stuff and try to do their best to force the hand in a direction they want but i think your average joe just doesn't care Just
1: not caring they're just not going to do it
0: Uh, yeah it's just gonna they're gonna be happy they can go back to bars eat at restaurants go out not have to wear a face mask anymore i mean i just i've been i've been the last couple days had to be in places where i had to wear the face mask for a long period of time and just breathing hot air yeah. in your face and it's not not great i think especially as it starts warming up and getting hotter out people aren't going to want to do that is it still the rule in fun.
1: pennsylvania that you have to wear a mask in the store i think so i think i didn't see this like there's always a sign at the supermarket that says like you must wear a mask to enter and they didn't have the sign up today
0: oh really maybe they're maybe they're switching uh, I don't do most. I don't live most of my well, outside of living at my house. Like I live so close to Delaware that most of my shopping or going out and stuff is in is in Delaware. So that's that's kind of what I know. So how it's, how do you it's keep funny track too. Of
1: everything you buy, so that you make sure you uh, pay the Pennsylvania sales tax.
0: Right, I do. Yeah, absolutely. You just keep all the Without that, the other thing I do is. Um, when you enter Delaware, they have all these road signs and stuff that say like, if you are out of state entering Delaware, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So you've been going once every other week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And every time I go into Delaware is the first time I've been there in two weeks.
1: Well, that's good. You're keeping the people of
0: Delaware safe. Absolutely. I do my part. So I, it's just, I can't, I, so um and we're not we, we normally don't do the uh the pre show talk, but whatever. Um I uh uh my diocese is the universe or university, the uh
1: Are you like North Delaware? Uh, what is yours? Newark? Where what? What what diocese are you in? Wilmington. Oh, nice.
0: Well, I don't live in the diocese of Wilmington, but my church is in the diocese of Wilmington. Uh. And so they, they allow, this past weekend was the, um, was the first time that they had public masses, very limited. They did all sorts of nonsense and they still, the Bishop still has a dispensation of attending, attending mass. Um, so you didn't have, you know, didn't have the normal obligation. And I was thinking about it being like, cause I saw the video, I watched the video that my parish, the pastor explained what was going on and I was like, ah. Should I go or should I just continue to, to, you know, I've been watching the uh, Bishop Barron's Mass at home, um, which has been very good. I I like, I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. I like his homilies. And so I was thinking about it. And my plan was actually to not go to Mass at my, at my parish because with all of the COVID stuff, I was like, am I just going to sit there and be distracted and angry? And then Sunday morning, I went to see if Bishop Barron was going to have his mass and they said like now that parishes are opening they' they're no longer gonna uh, post the the weekly masses online. So I said okay, all right that that was like the the main reason I was gonna not go but so I'll, I'll go. I probably shouldn't have because I was immediately angry and frustrated and distracted the entire time nice. because it's just it's ridiculous the stuff that they're doing. Changing the mass around, um, not treating the uh, um, certain aspects of the mass with the reverence that there should be just because of the stupid coronavirus fake nonsense. And I just can't – I have a very hard time like putting that stupid smile on my face and just going along with all the the stupid – security theater because most of the stuff that everyone's doing and I'm not just trying to pick on my church uh, because it's like basically everywhere all the 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 steps they have for for safety protection it's all nonsense and doesn't make a bit of a difference it's it's so ridiculous but at the same time I'm sitting there being like you know what I have to you know I can't stew on this maybe this is an opportunity for me to be angry and upset and try to, you know, not be angry and upset about it. And yeah, try to, well, so
1: at work we were, you know, we're allowed back in the, in the building, but we're my, the guy who runs our company said to stay home because we can work from home and all the rules that we're required to follow. If you have employees in, we're not going to be able to do it. Um, so we're continuing to stay home. I don't know. I don't know if we're, I don't even know what color is. Is that a nationwide thing or is that a Pennsylvania thing?
0: It's probably nationwide, yeah. but it's, I don't know it's what just color for I mean. the states to kind of do their own, how they're ever going to do it. Yeah. I mean, are we yellow I have, or green? I don't know. I don't even know. I think we're yellow we're right now. I, I started going back to work a few weeks ago. First, it was going a few days a week working from home the other day, you know, two days a week. And then because of just the nature of what was going on, I was going in every day and uh, no one wore masks. There were actually some people that did and it was kind of, they got shamed. Well, it was, they were the kind of people that um, you would expect would be panicky and ridiculous about that stuff. But, you know, anyone I interacted with normally, no one wore a mask. Um, we would have we had restrictions on contractors coming in because of COVID stuff. But um, when we did bring them in, like the one guy, you know, showed up in a mask. I'm um, just like, you don't have to wear that. He's like, okay, good. I don't. This is he <laughs> didn't want to wear it either. Yeah. But it's just it's been like business as usual. Um, we're bring we're actually bringing everyone back. Uh, not this Monday, but the Monday after. There's going to be no more uh, like working from home stuff. they are bringing everybody back, so we're getting getting back to to normal as uh, in terms of working. Whether or not our productions are the same thing is a different story. It's been uh, it's hit us in in various ways. It's helped us with certain products we make. Basically, uh, run. We've stopped producing most of our products. So it's, uh, you yeah, know, fortunately I'm, I'm in, an, in a business in an industry that, you know, didn't get absolutely shut down as a result of this. But as we talked about before, I mean, shutting down businesses is, is, is really bad. A lot of them don't operate, uh, really on great margins. And if you're going to say that you can't be productive for, for several months out of the year. Yeah, well, maybe that makes them go from the black to way in the red.
1: Uh-huh. We're seeing a lot so, of, I mean, a fair number of businesses have their closed for good sign up around my area.
0: Yeah. I don't think that we're seeing the end of it. Um, you have to consider that a lot of, a lot of times they're using stock um, that they have built up. Mm-hmm. And once they run through all of that, the stuff they have stocked up, and you haven't been producing for a while plus it's summer or we're getting there yeah.
1: unofficial summer uh, a lot of companies a lot of businesses make a lot of money in the summer and they need that money to survive the winter
0: yeah and you, you didn't build up that inventory yeah, you of build that. you know in the in the spring and so yep i mean it uh. so i don't know i think it's going to be a while
1: i think some a lot of Businesses are still hanging on, still surviving, but yeah, I don't know how a restaurant, I don't know how a bar can operate on 25% capacity or 30%, whatever they're saying. Um, I see, like you mentioned, uh, I see a lot of uh, bars, restaurants setting up tables outside. Uh, but some of these are pretty big bars that have a do a, do a lot of business for dinner time or, or lunchtime even. And if you set up 15 tables outside, <laughs> it's not the same as having, you know, whatever, 40 tables inside. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's, I, I can't imagine it's all good.
0: The other thing I want to mention about this stuff, uh, because it, it had been a theme on here for a little bit and on my Twitter, but uh, if you're not on Saif Adina Moose's uh, email uh, subscriber thing, his newsletter, absolutely get on. Uh, he's doing kind of a new thing and he sent out his first email today or yesterday and it was about the importance of capital accumulation mm. and what happens when you destroy capital uh, on the, you know related to all the covid stuff kind of what we're talking about now and how you know if you've got a lot of capital built up like we do in this country well we don't really see the effects of shutting everything down as much as you might in places where like india and south africa where they don't have nearly the amount of capital capital accumulation that we do and so when you're not producing like uh we haven't been recently it really 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 hits them harder and uh you know he's a real smart economist and he's he was a he's able to explain this stuff a lot better than I am. So uh, get on that get on that newsletter. Um, I think if you just kind of Google his name, it'll take you to his website, and and you can get on pretty easily. But um, you know, it's it's those something that we've been harping on a lot about, kind of the fundamentals, first principles, and it's a real important one. Understanding why building up capital is an important thing for increasing the standard of living and making life better for humanity. Um, I think it's kind of one of those mundane things that we take for granted. And I don't know that everyone or a lot of libertarians really understand the economic stuff as well as uh, we might think we do, because we can say that minimum wage is bad because it makes people unemployable. I think that
1: could lead into our, our topic for today too.
0: Yeah, so let's do it. I didn't even intend for that. Yeah, I just because without- <laughs> read that email this morning and thought, man, this is really good. People have to read this too. Well,
1: without all this capital, I don't think uh, the boogeyman would be racism um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because when you don't have capital, you do what you can to survive and you probably get more tribal. But when we're pretty wealthy, you can focus on things that don't matter, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was actually talking to my brother about this today, and he was kind of talking about how people just have no hobbies anymore, it seems like, right. that people are just more concerned about, like, analyzing politics and analyzing, sure. you know, current events in just like a weird, unproductive way, and I think that's a pretty good point that he brought up, and I think it's true, Um, but it's just like, you know, maybe your hobby should be this like something that is more fulfilling to life, things that make you happy, things that add some value that that, you know, your factory job or whatever job you have might not be able to do as opposed to just like this rage porn of, uh, of just like feeling good about That's yourself. And any, anything you have to do has to it's like this social impact of being able to act like you have you're such a great person. Right. There's people,
1: it's... people I've known for a long time connected to on Facebook or whatever. There's never a post about anything other than politics. Like, yeah. I don't know what they do. Watch CNN all day. Like, I have no idea. But that, Is that where they get yeah, where I... joy in life is trashing Donald Trump or supporting Donald Trump for that matter. But there's no posts, anything other than politics.
0: Yeah, it kind of is like a parallel almost to like how people main in in a fiat world, how people maintain their wealth and a lot of financial, uh, a lot of economic activity is just in like trading currencies, which isn't really that productive. It's just a way all you're doing is just trying to protect what you have. Whereas if you just had sound money, then you'd be able to not have to focus on trading money back and forth and be able to focus your wealth on productive activities. It it, kind of has this like weird parallel to that where it's just because we live in this like weird, sick society that people tend to value things that don't actually add anything because, hey, guess what? You person on Twitter or Facebook who's virtue signaling about issue you know, 8,062 of the day, you're not really, doesn't matter. You're just trying, it's just this kind of like small positive feedback loop of self-satisfaction, but you're not really, I, I, I would very much question whether or not that improves anyone else's life around you. Or your own. I think that's, right, or your own. Like if you've got a hobby, um, like oh, let's use gardening. For, since yeah, we talk about that since a lot. I'm
1: a farmer now.
0: Yeah, you're you're a legitimate farmer. You could you could probably produce all the food that you need to eat at this point. I could, but like it's very fulfilling for me to go out in the garden and do stuff, and it, it brings me happiness and joy. Uh, you know, and it, and it hones skills. It, it it's fun. you know, yeah, it's fun as opposed to just like getting angry and. Just, I don't know. It's it's like I don't I don't know. Pretty pumped I, it's, for
1: some live boxing tomorrow night. First time Ooh. in a long time. Nice. Yeah. That's another thing the lockdown did, though. As sports have always been an escape for people. Not that they, the people I'm referring to on Facebook, whether they're sports or not, they're talking politics. Um. But this lockdown brings a lot more people into that world too, because that's the only thing going.
0: Yeah, even sports seems to be more of a uh,
1: a political statement all the time.
0: Well, e- well y- yes, but but it's like y- useful for your own self, I mean, like fantasy sports.
1: Well, think about when the f-
0: like people well, it's just like with even with fantasy sports like when you're watching a game or something and you have to think like Oh, I've got um, you know, this running back on my team, and I'm down by 17 points. So, you know, I need him to get a touchdown. Like you're, you're like doing math in your head. Uh-huh. So it's like there's actually something, something that's right firing, there. firing like the 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 the, the what's it, brainwaves or something that makes you not just a slug of a human being. It, it actually. It's kind of good that you're going, doing simple math in your head, figuring stuff out on the fly. I think that's actually kind of good for people that they're,
1: yeah. so play more forces fantasy them to, sports. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, <laughs> just you're just saying the things that you like are what's good.
1: Yes. Which may be the case. I don't know. No. Well, I don't know. I'm not a big fantasy sports player, to be honest with you, um, but I do like watching sports. Uh, which isn't the same as having a hobby, I guess. Uh, but now I am a farmer.
0: But yeah, we, we almost went on the topic we were going to talk about, we, and almost, then I derailed it again. So yeah. So now that we're uh,
1: 20 minutes in, should we get to right. the topic? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is an article. I mean, I guess the topic isn't really the article. I don't know where we're going to go with this episode, to be honest with you, because there's a lot of things that are, have happened in the last week in the libertarian world and out on the on the Twitter world. But And the world uh, in general. And the world in general. Uh, so this is a – Rallo sent me this article in the LA Times about uh, the Galaxy, which uh, apparently is an MLS team. MLS is Major League Soccer. Uh, I guess, Rallo, are you a fan?
0: No, I am a straight male, so I'm not a fan okay. of soccer.
1: Um, well, anyway, they released their midfielder. <laughs> Alexander Katai. Uh, is that how you say it? I don't know. K-A-T-A-I, Katai. On Friday, uh-huh. two days after the team became aware of inflammatory message posted on a social media account belonging to his wife, T. Katai's posts, which have been taking which have been taken down, appeared to make light of the protests and looting that occurred in the wake of George Floyd's death while in police custody last week in Minneapolis. So... My guess is Alexander Katai is relieved that he doesn't have to play soccer anymore. But the fact that he yeah. got fired because his wife made a post that appeared to make light of the protests and looting mm. is
0: pretty crazy. When I first saw this article, I saw that he got cut because his wife, I forget, it was on Twitter and I saw the headline and it said something about, you know, his wife makes racist social media comments and, uh, here, well, the the title galaxy released Alexander Katai following racist posts by his wife. So maybe I'm an idiot. And when I hear racist, you know, that actually has meaning to me, you know, what, what, what qualifies as racist. And I thought, okay, well, man, if he didn't, you know, I know that, you know, um, People say the most innocuous of things, and they get trashed on it. But I'm like, man, if it if it's something that he didn't say, but his wife said, then maybe is maybe it was kind of bad. Maybe she said something bad. So I looked at it, and it was just like, wait, she's just like a boomer. It was. um, I think see they're I in
1: fight. here. Kill. I'm guessing that's kill the shits. Yeah, kill the shits.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a, a like a. a couple of police a cars
1: showing two New York City police officers driving their vehicle through a crowd of demonstrators with a caption in Serbian that translate to kill the shits. Second, showed an apparent looter with boxes of Nike shoes below English language text reading Black Nikes Matter. The Associated Which- Press reported T. Katai also wrote another post in Serbian that described the protesters as disgusting cattle. Um, was she saying these things because of their skin color? Which by the way, like seems to me most of them are white. Um but or is she uh, saying first it all, because of their actions. Y- y-
0: right. I mean, first <laughs> of all, let's let's just say and you
1: can say whatever. L- let's you want. get it out
0: there. The <laughs> I saw I saw the post the Black Nikes Matter. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Like everyone I, 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 you you have to be a real fuddy duddy for lack of a better term to see that post and be like, wow, what are like because like, we know we all know there's looters out there. We talked about it in last week's episode. These are not the protesters. Yeah, these aren't or maybe that I don't I don't, some of them may be. I don't know, but there are people I don't know, but there are people
1: who are taking advantage of this situation. There are protesters who are probably taking advantage of the situation. There's all kinds of people involved in this thing from Antifa to whoever else to I, I don't know. There's plenty of people. We've seen the speeches from like Killer Mike um, uh, you know, I don't know. There's several other of of them out there where they're saying do not loot, do not destroy your cities. Like we hear that, we see that. And people have been looting and criticizing the looters. How is that translated to racism?
0: And it's like people – well, the problem is people are swearing up and down that any – that you can't criticize anything that's going on because, well, you have to understand that these people are angry. And so they're taking their frustration out by looting and rioting and – That is racism and destroying itself, property.
1: that idea right there. That – What's that? That someone – like – like you're saying um, – okay, so the, first off, like I just said, there's plenty of white people involved in this, more than enough white people involved in this. I don't even understand – the well, but if you're saying these people are angry, what do you expect? Well, when you're angry, do you do this? Right.
0: Oh, You oh, know what yeah.
1: I mean? You're putting nice. these like low expectations on these people and saying that you're the righteous one when you don't even think these people can control themselves. Right. Or should. And if you say they should, then you become the racist when you're like, no, we're all people.
0: Right. And then just the idea that the comments about the protesters just because there's criticism of the protesters means that it's anti-black.
1: I, I don't, I what? don't know. I, I don't even understand how you make that leap, but it's like, Bro, it I don't even know.
0: I, I guarantee you that T Katai has this guy, the soccer player's wife. Where is she from? She, is she from like
1: some country? No one's I heard of in central Europe. S- I think Europe? they're Serbian, Serbian, okay. He's
0: Serbian. I assume she's Serbian too. Uh, but like it's, it's, it's it's the same as like your. if you think that these posts that she made means that she's a racist then that means that your uncle is also a racist like the guy that is just the conservative who looks at these pro not even the protests these riots and the looting and looks at it and says like well, these guys are all scumbags for doing that yes he's absolutely right the looters the rioters they're scumbags. They're awful people. They're doing bad things. It doesn't matter if they're all white. It doesn't matter if they're all black. It doesn't matter if the, if there's a mix of them. People who go out and riot and loot are scumbags. Let's make that perfectly clear if it wasn't perfectly clear from last week's episode. But what's being—she's calling them disgusting cattle— and other stuff, it's not because they're black. It's because she doesn't approve of their behavior. And whether or not you think that her calling to kill the you-know-whats is mean and nasty, and I would not—that's not something that I would, you know, say. I don't want to see these people dying.
1: No. That was kind of clear in our last episode, too.
0: Yeah. But, like, the fact that she's, she calls out for people to get killed— that, it, that the reaction isn't like, "Wow, Like you want people to get run over by these cop cars?" But instead, the reaction is, "What a racist. <laughs> it's just it's absurd to me. Like you could, I, I don't necessarily agree with her. Uh, you know, I'm sure that if, if we sat down and talked about about these issues, Oh, oh, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea because I'm I'm reading the L.A. Times analysis of it. Right? Maybe maybe we would have a great conversation. We would agree on a lot of stuff, or maybe she's a complete boomer, and I would you know
1: be a different culture in a different part of the world and has no clue. Like we have no idea.
0: But regardless, it's it's just so funny that the reaction has to be like if you criticize anything because. There's a skin color involved that if you criticize the behavior of them, that means you're a racist. Well, I think that means that, that you're automatically assuming that your dislike for what they're doing is not because of their behavior, even though that it's pretty clear that's what you're saying. It's because you even though they're not they're not even all black you're saying yeah and you know it's not
1: even um i mean that's in the, i mean 1984 it's classic newspeak the newspeak dictionary gets smaller every edition why they keep reducing words and taking nuance out of any discussion and that's i mean that's it <laughs> everything is white supremacy everything is racist anything i don't like anytime someone makes an argument it's racist and you just stick with that and run
0: yeah there's no the nuance, other thing too there's no
1: explanation there's no discussion racist
0: you kind of chuckled at this when you were reading through it but the line in the second part first sentence of the second paragraph uh t katai's post which had been taken down appeared to make light of the protests and looting
1: appeared to make light appeared (laughs) didn't say strongly disagreed didn't say condemned didn't say it said appeared to make light so Potentially, it didn't make light. Like it's just so absurd that if you appear to yeah, make I light mean, of a protest, you're now a racist, and your husband has to get fired.
0: Well, it's like you would like if someone said, "Oh, uh, they they made someone made light of the protests that occurred because of the George Floyd's death." You would think that they would just like be mocking it and making jokes and not really caring, as opposed to like harshly criticizing what's going on. I don't think that like, and just on obviously she's disgusted by what's happening there. I don't think that means making light or, but they get at, they get out of it by saying appeared Yeah, I know to make light. Well, I can't. Man. I, I, Michael Malice has been, been on this about the way did a lot of these uh, journalists and the media use like passive voice and, all this like word and sentence structuring that is just when when you actually like take a take a step back and look at it, you see how just utterly ridiculous and insane. And well, no, not ridiculous and insane. Evil these yeah, people are.
1: They are the media. Absolutely, man. Like this is just classic. Usually, when a cop kills someone, oh, I don't even know if it's usually, but a lot of times it's with a gun. And you'll read the 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 article, and it'll say the officer's service weapon was discharged, and a projectile struck the, you know, <laughs> like, no, 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 he shot her or he shot him. It's very simple. Yeah. But they they put this yeah, passive the- voice in, like the gun was or the service weapon was discharged, and you know, it's so. The, uh, the critical
0: artery was severed by the projectile that was fired out of the weapon yeah. that at one point
1: was in the was... holster and the hand of the
0: <laughs> yeah. of the peace officer. Yes. And the person lost their life as a result of they ceased breathing, assumed room temperature.
1: Like, yeah, they just make these. The way they play with words is disgusting.
0: Yes, and also disgusting is this just racism hysteria that is in our society right now, that any little thing that anyone says that could possibly be construed, or not be construed, but associated with any sort of racial issue, that, that it must mean that you are a racist is just absolutely absurd. And I think if you're on the... I don't know how you don't just absolutely feel patronized if you're on the other side of it, that it's like that that people have to just be walking on eggshells all the time. That if you say anything that might be considered slightly off color, that That you're an evil racist. Did you see
1: light of something?
0: Yeah. Did you see the, uh, was it Jimmy Kimmel? They, they found in years. Well, speaking of in years, it was like from 10 years ago or so. That uh he did a skit on might have been like Saturday Night Live or something. One of those shows I mean, it like was that. funny on the man show. Yeah, where 90s. he did Blackface. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he was uh he was impersonating maybe it was like Chris Rock or something. Okay. I haven't seen this. I don't know what it's for. And to. I, I didn't see it, I just saw the, the articles for it. But he uh he he was impersonating a a famous black actor who he's probably friends with. I would assume um, he knows
1: Chris Rock right. pretty well. I don't, I don't know that, yeah. but I'd assume it.
0: I don't know if it was Chris Rock. It, it was
1: someone, but whoever it was, I'll bet's been on the. What's he on the Tonight Show? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll bet you he's been on. And uh, you know, they dug this up, and oh, how dare he do blackface? And he went and, and he apologized, he and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize this is so bad." And it's like, "No, it's you were messing around. Who cares?" You're- the dude, he, was probably, he probably thought it was funny, whoever you were impersonating. It doesn't matter. Well, did you have I, I like, did you have any uh, uh, malice involved? If you don't, then, don't apologize. then why should you apologize the reason for it? You why apologize was it bad?
1: Now, here's where I, in some sense, I guess I defend him, is um, if someone was paying Rallo $10 million, how much does Jimmy Kimmel make a year? Um, I'm sure uh, not as much as
0: I do for this podcast.
1: All right, fine. But it's say, okay, I just Googled it. So what are we making about 30 mil? He's making 15 a quarter. Yeah. So for his work on Jimmy Kimmel live, the host rakes in the big bucks, reportedly his salary is around $15 million a year. If someone is making $15 million now, he's been doing it for a while. He's got enough money to the f u money as they call it. I'm sure. But it's a pretty nice gig. It's a pretty steady gig. Doesn't have to really, you know. He doesn't have to stay stay relevant. I guess he's on every night. He's got writers making his joke. He's gonna he's gonna be on for a long time, making fifteen million dollars per year. You gonna rock that boat when they say, "Hey, Jimmy, apologize." What do you do? You go apologize. Probably, um,
0: and 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 that's that's a good point. But you gotta wonder. Are these, are these it's TV sad networks? To see. I
1: agree. It's very sad to see. When Norm MacDonald apologized for whatever he apologized, he he said something so. I, I don't even remember what it was, but he was such a great comedian and he had to apologize for something. It was depressing to see.
0: Yeah. But are these TV networks and everything else and the LA Galaxy and I guess the MLS, are they really like. Uh, what happened? What happens if Jimmy Kimmel doesn't apologize? Do they cut him? I don't know. I mean, I mean yeah, you think he's he's on his he has this show for a reason. They think he's the best person for that job. Are they going to just say, "Up, oh, you're done," and we're gonna?
1: Well, the funny thing about that too up? is like Jimmy Kimmel has been the virtue signal guy for like I don't know the last several years, and this is a guy who has was he? on the Man Show where they had women in bikinis jumping during the credits. Um, But he was a me too guy. You know, he is the virtue signal man. Um, So my guess is, (laughs) I I don't know. We don't know what'll happen because nobody, nobody says, nobody doesn't apologize. Nobody stands up. What would happen?
0: Well, it's funny. They, They build their careers off being, you know, irreverent yeah, and politically that was correct Norm and once once they once they have their laurels they can rest on then it's just they can they can go on the apology tours and and criticize and beat down anyone but anyone But the thing who dares about it I think to do exactly what they did to get to their position. Yeah, it's
1: great because this guy who did make his he was crank anchors I don't know. He did comedy central stuff. He was funny. Um but what I think is hilarious about it, and this is something that Tom Wood says: like, you want to appease the left, they will eat you the second they can. You're not sacred; you don't get a pass. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can you can go on your apol you can be, you know, your apologetic, PC, whatever, woke comedian, but the second you mess up, oh, that's not always true.
0: Tends to be though. Like,
1: you can look at Joe Biden.
0: Believe oh, yeah. all women. Well, there are certain people that uh, that that get a pass <laughs> no matter what. If uh, you know, if you're up against literal Hitler, True. In the next election, they'll they'll cut you some slack, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. It's it's, and that's what I understand. It's like, do they? So, you you brought up Comedy Central, and I think this is a good example of a network that just I don't understand what they do because you have on one hand they play South Park all the time which I love that show and funny show they are they don't apologize for anything they do whatever the heck they want and then every once in a while I don't like I don't watch a lot of their stand-up stuff they put on on it but you know sometimes I'll be watching a movie on that channel or South Park or another show and then They have those roasts of like the celebrities on there. Have you ever watched any of them?
1: Mm, I mean, maybe a long time ago. It's been a long time. They are brutal. I mean, they're vicious.
0: Yes. Like unbelievable. I was surprised. And even like the jokes they were making, be like, man, that's, that's way more than I'd be comfortable ever saying. And I'm not politically correct or anything else like that, but they just, they, Take the gloves off and go at it. And, you know, whatever. If 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 it offends you or you don't like it, then just change the channel. Um, but then at the same time, Comedy Central will play these other stand-up shows where you're like i fall fallen asleep watching TV and I wake up and there's they have some show on, otherwise, and it's just like the most brutally stupid leftist. Kind of drivel show where they're just trying to, the comedian's not up there to get laughs, Mm -hmm. getting, trying to get applause, which you think that's an exaggeration, that explanation of a lot of stand up comics, but that is 100% what's going on. So it's like, well, what are they doing? Like, so I see that and they, they kind of do both things. They do the irreverent, completely politically incorrect stuff, and then they do the very politically correct and social justice warrior, pat yourself in the back type thing. So I don't know. Like, are they are they there to be a comedy network? Are they there to uh, have some sort of social justice message out there? Messages or are they the just... First, But that's like with the Jimmy Kimmel thing, if you ask, are they, uh, you know, should, does he get, does he get canned if he doesn't apologize or, you know, you look at the MLS type thing. Are these businesses out there just to push a, a social message or are they there to deliver comedy and in the case of the MLS, deliver good soccer? No. Like that's what I want. That's what I'm questioning now. I don't know because it's well, in the case of Comedy Central, they do both. Um, in the case of the other things, they seem like they're, I don't know, well, they do both. I don't know
1: how good this guy was.
0: He could have, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he he's all, he, it,
1: like, do we have stats Did he score like 20 goals? Is 20 goals a lot? I, I don't know, I don't know anything about soccer, except you can't, use uh, your yeah. Hands. I
0: don't know either. Let me, let me. To see if he uh, just sense it. Like, did it he short. start? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Him, like
1: one game over the last two years, and they're like, "This is bringing unwanted attention. You're out," because that that's kind of the way it goes. Like in professional sports, if you're a headache, whether it's your fault or not, teams don't want to deal with that. Now, if you're good, you can be a little bit more of a headache.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, we look at like Terrell Owens.
1: Yeah, he was really good.
0: He was he was a massive headache, but he destroyed
1: really locker rooms. Everywhere he went, but he was a pretty good football player. I mean, if,
0: player. if if Tom Brady went and said something that was considered racist by the uh, bleeding hearts out there, I, I don't think the Patriots were going to cut him. Right. <laughs> like,
1: but the Patriots are so known uh, for but, cutting people who don't, uh, you know, don't don't step in line with Bill Belichick.
0: Well, speaking of football, do you remember a couple of years ago the Riley Cooper thing?
1: Yes, I do.
0: He said the N word at a, uh, at a, at a country concert. Yeah. And it was this whole big ordeal. He didn't get cut or anything. I don't know what they did, but like the media was going at, at it and at it and at it. And, um, they were doing an interview with Jason Avant, who was a fellow wide receiver on the team and a black, black guy. And they said, like, do you, do you really feel, feel like that you guys, the locker room, the Eagles still need to heal over this? And he said, I think the only people that need to heal over this is you guys in the media. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing about Katai. I'm sure that the Galaxy had a bunch of black players in the team too. I'm sure it wasn't just a bunch of white guys. Did they think that, and I'm sure they met his wife. Did they think that they were racists? Did they have a problem with them? I would they agree probably not.
1: I don't know. Do you think these guys these guys are like okay, his his I don't know how much I don't how much do MLS players make? I don't know. But this guy according to this article is making about $600,000. It's a lot of money. You know, they generally don't want to see their neighborhood destroyed. I don't know. Maybe their neighborhood's safe because it wasn't getting destroyed.
0: But I'm just saying that like it,
1: it just let's say that no, maybe well, – what just, I'm saying is maybe his teammates agree with her.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Did you, well, did you see the uh, – who was the M- NBA player that, that beat the snot out of it? a dude that was Sarah trying to Reed? smash his car. Yeah. Pretty sure the guy just didn't like looters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but you know, let's, let's consider this. Like now, because someone makes a social media post and it gets attention – that now they have to make this big ordeal about it and cut them from the team. You know, in my experience, if someone's a racist, they tend to not, like, hide it.
1: I'm sure that they talk uh, about stuff
0: in the locker room. You kind of know who everybody – you know where people stand. You
1: don't have to guess Um, about, like, this is going to the extreme, but uh, there was no question what uh, Adolf Hitler thought about Jewish people. Yeah, You didn't have to – What's the dog whistle? I mean, they come out and say it. The KKK doesn't hide it.
0: Yeah, but and, and like, was it really a problem in the locker room with this guy?
1: I don't know. Maybe. was. Well, no I mean, idea. maybe he was a problem. I don't know. Maybe he but, was. But maybe that's, that's, that's why they got rid of him, because they're like, dude, you're going too far. I have no clue.
0: Mm hmm. And it's not the first time that uh, someone has said something in public in sports that got him cut. Remember Sean Avery?
1: Um, yeah, I do.
0: The NHL player?
1: Yes. Was he with the Who Rangers? Was he, Where was he?
0: He played, he played in a lot of teams. But his career basically ended. Um, I don't know if he ever got picked up by anybody else. But he was on the Dallas Stars. Mm. And um, Dion Phaneuf, I think, don't know if he was on the on the Maple Leafs yet. He might have still been on the Canucks or on the on the Flames. But he started dating his uh his Sean Avery's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. She was like a, a, a an actress. I forget who it is. But in the media, Sean Avery said something like, oh, Dion Fanof's going after my sloppy seconds. And the uh, the owner of the Dallas Stars is a uh, quite the family man. <laughs> and. He said, "That's not the kind of behavior we have of, for our players." So you are cut. Um, so it's not. It's not. Um, and we don't know what was going on with Sean Avery and the Dallas Stars before that. This might have just been the straw in the camel's back, or it might have just been a an owner of a team that had very strong feelings about uh, how you talk about women and how you respect them. Um, but like. So, so, so there is, there is a precedent for that kind of like possibly one thing happening and pff, you're out, but at the same time, it's like, you know, who Sean Avery is. He, yeah. You know, he, he's he's probably a right.
1: So he's, you're all in, you don't have much uh, leeway, by the way, the basketball player was J.R. Smith, not J.R. Reed. J.R. Reed played okay. for the Eagles uh, several years ago.
0: Oh yes, yeah. It was safety. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just blows my mind that like out of nowhere, Oh, we had no idea that this guy was like this. If he was like that at all, it's just, it's just absolute silliness. And as, as coming, some coming from someone who's never going to be in a, uh, in a locker room like that coming from on the fan side, maybe not a fan of soccer, but in other sport, I don't care. I don't care what a player's wife says on social media. I don't care what a player says on social media. Like I, I watch sports because it's the game is entertaining and because they're really, really good at what they do. And I gave up on assuming that professional athletes that I liked were like real good guys when I was like a teenager now, do you want professional athletes to be role models for kids because kids watch the game? Sure. If we lived in the perfect world, that would be great. But if you're a parent, um, you probably want to not rely on them to the point where it's like if they do something bad, then it's like, oh, my kid's you know, world is now crushed because the guy he likes to watch play football – Said something, said something bad um you kind of see what i'm saying there or it's kind of weird to like care what these guys say like i don't care what and that's the other thing too is that since i'm an anarchist a libertarian i've got very strong views on a lot of things I don't Agree with anybody <laughs> right so Just going to get this. Like, if if you press these guys to hear what they think about stuff, you're probably just going to get disappointed. And even with all like the Black Lives Matter stuff and everyone doing all the virtue signaling, anyone who's any celebrity athlete, professional athlete, you know, large business, they're all saying all sorts of stupid stuff about virtue signaling. Is that going to make me stop watching those sports? No. It's just going to make me roll my eyes and say, oh, that's stupid but I don't care. And I don't care if the guy, like let's, let's say, and I don't want to, you know, use this Kataya as an example. Let's say he's actually racist. Cause I have no idea. Have no idea let's say athlete XYZ is a racist. I don't care. What is it, Matt? What is it? How does it affect my life? If someone's a race, uh, if that guy's a racist, I mean, How does it affect anybody's life. What
1: if he's pro, what if he, he's in favor of the wars?
0: Yeah, that would probably be a little bit worse than being a racist.
1: (laughs) Right? I mean, we're talking about thousands of dead people who are innocent.
0: But I, I remember we, we had used to kind of go back and forth on this, but now I am, I've changed my mind in, in the past from what I thought in the past a little bit, but I just don't care anymore about you know this race because all right let, let's distinguish there's there's kind of the social justice warrior leftist stuff okay, that anything that could exactly. possibly be construed as a racist thing is racist terms. but even like i still think that kind of mindset permeates uh kind of normal thinking in that anything like let's say someone says a racist word or makes a racist joke <gasps> Oh. oh, we have to really. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. It's like, well, I, yeah, maybe it's not good, but I don't really care.
1: But on top of that, a joke is always a joke,
0: right? But even so, let's say it's it's it motivated by color. something. Like,
1: yeah, it could it could be motiv- It could be motivated by, you know, whatever true and thoughts are, or whatever your bad thoughts are, or intentions are.
0: Right. But I'm saying that if someone's out there is a racist, I don't feel obligated to like go out of my way to say how terrible they are.
1: No, I, I just don't I care. I agree, I don't care, and I think it would be better for themselves if they weren't. Sure. They could meet more people, they could learn more things, they could I don't know, get along in society a little better. They're hurting themselves more than anyone else.
0: You know, what would you say? It's like, well, would you, what if your friends are racist? Like, how did you deal with people in your life being racist? Me? I mean, for me, I don't, I don't think I have any friends that are racist. I don't,
1: like, that's what I'm, th- I don't know. Like, I don't, I haven't really They tend to be nasty. If they were. They
0: tend to be nasty people. Right. I, so that kind of takes care of itself, whether or not you're friends with I them.
1: Wouldn't be friends with them.
0: But, and this is where you know we, we want to talk about, Which is, this is what's frustrating too about. Don't
1: you think there would be one, I, I, if this was such a, um, a pervasive idea, don't you think there'd be like one clan rally somewhere? Oh. Or anyone right. opposing this anywhere?
0: Well, that's the thing about that. We don't have a racist problem right now, right. At all. Like, there might be some people on the internet, and it's easier to hear from them because now you're connected to basically everyone because any, of the internet. An
1: idiot can do anything on the internet, and you can say, See, you can find any opinion on anything somewhere.
0: Pretty much. And now it's got to be this whole panic hysteria because we found this, like, one guy who's got this one bad opinion. And so, therefore, it's just this, everyone's got to lose their minds and get really, really, really upset over it. Um, but this is what's frustrating about just assigning racism as a motivation for someone. Because it's like, I don't know how you fix someone being a racist. Um, is there ways to do it? Probably. Probably. Um, there was the guy, the black dude that would go around sure. and like befriend members of the shirt. KKK yeah. says he and that was good. Converted two hundred people or something. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, wonderful. But like if, if we're going to say that these people are motivated by ignorance or whatever, whatever it is, it's not like they go and say like, you know what? I'm going to be a racist today. There's something like going on. That's not very easy to undo. So, you you're, you're tr- by saying that the root cause of a problem is racism well there's always going to be racism in the world there's always going to be people that um you know are bigots and have bad reasons for not liking someone it's just in our human nature you look all across history and you see it you you see evidence of people hating people for bad reasons So if you want to try to solve racism, well, congratulations, you're trying to, the only way you can do that is by changing human nature. So congratulations on trying to solve an impossible problem. So just flatly, especially, and let's tie this back to the George Floyd thing.
1: Yeah, well, you can look at a lot of things here. And the reason we say it's not a racism problem um. You know, I I could see someone saying that's easy for you to say because you don't have to live with the consequence of this system, <laughs> which there's the problem right there. And that's what we always talk about. If you want to talk about redlining, yeah, we're against that. And talk about the laws that all these politicians have put in. Yeah, we're against that, too. And we've been talking about that forever. And well, I think if I t- you take this systemic problem and reduce it to race you're not going to solve it you're going to put you're going to defund the police and put some other group and call them something other than the police and they're going to enforce the same damn laws
0: yeah you're just gonna you're just gonna have them get whoever is the new version of the police get more money because what government does every time that it's it's it fails to solve a problem it just sends more money But I talk about root causes all the time and I think I take, uh, take for granted people's understanding of it because there's a certain, there's a certain approach to trying to figure out root cause. And, um, in my job as an engineer, uh, you know, reliability engineer, uh, there's something called root cause failure analysis. It's what we do when there's something going on, and and you know we want to actually solve, figure out what the ultimate cause of our problem is, so that we're not just kind of like chasing, chasing stuff. Like I actually have a good example from this week. We had a we had a tank that had a cracked flange on it, and um, we had a couple of like little repairs that we were chasing after it, and it was like, oh, we think it's going to work. Um, and we want to try to like just do the quickest, quickest, dirtiest thing to keep us running. So we'll do that. You know, we did the repair. It leaked again. So like, all right, we'll, well, we'll we'll do this other thing, trying to chase it without addressing what was like really was the problem. And we did it again. It leaked, and then we finally said, "All right, we're 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 going to stop messing around. We're going to take the the icky taste tasting medicine, shut it all down." and do what we need to do. Um, and there are like ways to, uh, approach root cause failure analysis to figure out, uh, with a high degree of confidence, what your actual problem is. And it's not just coming up with being, you know, weird libertarian ideas. It's, it's, there's some rigorous ways of, of doing this, um, but one of one of the strategies, and I and I kind of want to go do this right now, with the uh, with the problem of you know black people getting uh, abused and killed by police at a higher rate than anyone else, is do what's called the five whys. and this is actually a strategy of how to do uh, you know a simplified root cause failure analysis but I think it works here. And the idea of the five whys is you ask the question why five times. And the idea is that the root cause of your problem will be figured out within asking why five times. Um, And you know that you've come across your root cause or that you can't drill down further when, as it's described as, well, it's, the why is it that this is it's because the sun rises in the east like there's just there's just no way of getting around it um so something like well humans are flawed and so therefore they're some of them are going to be racist is you know you can't change human nature so let's let's kind of go through this and and what's interesting about it's what's nice or not what's nice but um when you do this, you tend to like do this on like a whiteboard or have sticky notes to to kind of go through because there, there could be multiple branches. The answer to why could have multiple things. But I think I mean we kind of I think we both agree on what the root causes anyway. But this will be a good exercise in kind of explaining this. And I actually wish that people would do this kind of stuff more often when political economic problems happen. Because you can really this is it's it's a really effective exercise to do because when you have a bunch of people in the room, you can go through. You can have a problem that everyone is just like, I have no idea why this is the cause. All right. And then after a meeting or two, and going, you know, spending some time with it, everyone's like, Wow, actually, we feel pretty comfortable and confident that we know what the problem is, and and now we know how to f- how to go about fixing it and actually solving it, as opposed to just trying to treat the symptoms. And you're just trying to put band-aids on stuff so
1: so why <laughs> why is this yeah. happening?
0: Um, why why are why are black people getting killed more often than anybody else um now let's let's go through it and say well because of racism well why why are people race well why is there racism well because we're humans so you can't really go any further there. You can maybe you if that's the only answer we come up with, then maybe we try to solve human nature because yeah, so, yeah. But there's probably something else that's going on. So, so why, why are black people getting killed at a higher rate than white people? What, what is what? It, well, maybe it's because black people are interacting more with the police, or the police are <laughs> yeah. That, it's the opposite. Uh, other way. Maybe, maybe the police are interacting more with black well, people. Well, why are they doing that? Is it racism? No, I think there's 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 another explanation as opposed to racism. It's because there tends to be more crime Certainly. in black communities.
1: And there's also more laws that create more crime. And, there, yeah, there's a lot of issues. I, that This could right, be right. an entire episode. But just the drug laws alone, the jo- drug prohibition.
0: Sure. So why why is there like yeah, so let's let's just go on this in this one path right now. So why do the police interact with why is there more deaths with black people because the police interact more with black people? Why do they interact with more with black people? Because there tends to be more crime in black communities. Why is there more crime in black communities? Well, there tends to be more difficult the, there tends to be a little more poverty, right? Yeah, and why is that? Tends yeah. to be more difficult ways to find jobs in in the white markets. Why is that? It's now now you start getting now. Hopefully, you start seeing what's going on here. Why why is it more difficult to to get normal work and resorting to you know black market stuff? Oh well, because it's it's difficult to find a job. Why is it difficult to find a job? because the government has created all sorts of regulations that makes it difficult for people to find jobs there. whoa wait a second. why why do they make why is it that it's more difficult to find jobs? because of all these bad regulations they put like now now we're kind of the area right? where it's like oh wait a second now we see why there's these issues going on. As opposed to just being like, whoa, it's racism. Well, good luck trying to find racism, trying to solve racism. But now we can see, and you know, if you go watch the, uh, the, the, the video uh, State Against Blacks, which is based on an essay by Walter Williams. What's that? I
1: haven't read that book
0: or seen. Oh, you haven't seen the video? No. PBS made a special of it uh, in like the 80s or maybe early 90s. I think it's really, really good, but explains why, um, all these things like minimum wage laws This is where we could drill down. Why is it difficult to get a job? Well, because of minimum wage laws, because of licensing and everything go into our five why's. And I think that was like the fourth or fifth why, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, but all these things that are designed to help black people and, and people that are in, you know, tougher situations, ends up hurting them more. You know, you want to be a hairdresser and you're really good at doing braids and, and doing hair and everything. And so you'd be able to, you know, start servicing your community with that, but, Oh, you're going to get locked in a cage if you don't get the license. And Oh, by the way, to get the license, most of the tests you have to take has nothing to do with hair braiding, but stuff that you don't actually like some esoteric information, Oh, That doesn't have anything to do with hairdressing. And you're like not allowed not to gonna open
1: gonna a salon in your house
0: either. Right. So all of a sudden we can see why it makes sense because, you know, I'm not going to die that. Well, this is what's frustrating about all this stuff. All these statistics get that, gets, that get thrown around. It's like, well, there's a higher percentage of black people. That get killed by the cops and white people. And then someone says, well, there's actually more white people that kill, get killed by the cops and black people. It's like, well, per capita, it's probably black people are getting killed more. So let's, you know, that's what the numbers say. So let's go with it. But there's reasonable explanations that don't include racism that would say why that happens. I think we just kind of went through it, but this is what like, you need. You need to just kind of take, not get emotional, take a step aside and it's actually difficult sometimes doing this in you know my world where i work is that people tend to be defensive about stuff and if you start asking questions about their world they don't want any they don't want the blame even though you're not there to blame anyone you're there to solve the problem and so um you know, it, it might be difficult to, you know, you're, I, I don't know that you're going to get cops in a room and try to do these five whys and, and get a good answer. Although maybe because this actually takes the uh, takes kind of the heat off the, the police.
1: Well, in terms of the worst
0: sin in society. Yes. That it's like, oh, all right, you're not actually the reason, ultimate reason for it. You're kind of a victim. They're a victim of the circumstance. Doesn't, doesn't justify the bad stuff they do, of course, but it at least shows why that, uh, th- the situation is what it is. And, it, and it's not because they're, you know, they wake up in the morning and say, actually, I want to go harass and kill black people today. Like that's stu- That's a, such a stupid idea that that's, that that's what their motivation is, especially because half the time you see cops, uh, You know, even even a black guy getting harassed and beaten up by cops, there's black cops there, too. So to say that it's mostly racially motivated when there's black cops that are doing just as much as of of the beat down as white cops, it it makes it hard to make
1: that argument doesn't seem like a good explanation.
0: Yeah, Um,
1: then I have no doubt there's some cops who are racist, but I, I think the problem is much bigger than that.
0: Sure, but that's what the beauty like. You know, people say, oh, oh, well, what, do you, what are your solutions to the problem? You're talking about all these bad things about the cops. What's your solution? So, well, privatize it, let the market handle it, let people purchase their own police services. Because here's the thing Do you think that black people go to restaurants and worry about whether or not the chef is a racist? Uh, Probably not.
1: I would assume not.
0: <laughs> right, because, and if they found out that the chef was a racist, do they like? Do, do, do they think they're going to get poisoned or something? Probably not, because if actually, if TK Coleman a chef, has if,
1: talked about this, um, and I, I don't remember what podcast I heard him on, but he he actually kind of used that almost that exact uh, example. He goes, "When I go to a restaurant, I he- don't care." I don't care if the chef's. I care if he makes food for me and it's good. Yeah, and I pay him money. I'll come back. You know, I don't care what his personal thoughts are. I don't care if he's a fan of whatever team or if
0: he's racist or whatever.
1: I would care if he messed with my food.
0: <laughs> right, right. So they're they're motivated to kind of set their racist tendencies aside and just produce a good product for them because if they didn't, then they would get run out of business. Because if they found if someone found out that he's you know giving bad products to to black people, well now black people are going to be like, well I'm not I don't want to go to a restaurant and get served crappy or poisonous food, and I think most white people are going to be like, I don't want to go to a place that tries to poison black people. Right. And you know whether or not it's the the chef owns the restaurant or he's managed by someone else, I mean the, those mechanisms the wrath of the consumer is what's going to kind of keep those racist things in check and kept kind of under wraps. So in that way, if we had a privatized police force, even if a cop is racist, there would still be plenty more motivations to make him not act on it. So it makes it just really, you don't have to care if someone's a racist or not. It doesn't matter. And if if the people that do act on the racist, they're going to get major, major, major economic demotions as a result of it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about shaming them, going on Facebook and posting their picture and trying to ruin their lives. They're just not going to be able to command, command the pay that someone who just tries to do the best job for everyone regardless of whatever, you know, there is about them. It's not to say that you can't make certain, you know, judgments on people. If you want to, it's like every, all this stuff comes up, especially with the wedding stuff. They they always try to attack people that um, don't like gay marriage or something. Um, but like, as, as long as you're kind of being an honest, not awful person so, yeah, actually i just don't want to participate in your thing i think most people kind of kind of be cool with that or if you know I, I don't know if you're a black person and you go to a restaurant and you get you walk in and they're like actually our chef really hates black people and uh he's probably gonna try to poison your food just gonna say all right well i'm just not gonna eat here I don't, think was, I don't think it's going to work out like that. <laughs> but, but just like in the extreme case, y- you know, people are going to just say, uh, you know what, no thanks. right, And just let them live their lives. Let them live their lives in, in a way that they're kind of ostracizing themselves. Because if you if you really hate black people to the point that you don't want to do business with them, Well, then they're just taking themselves out of the economic equation, a big chunk of the economic equation. And if they're okay with that, well, then they're okay with that. If they're only able to be 50% as productive as they would be, if they didn't care about who they were, you know, servicing as customers, so be it. Because they don't, They're not, you know, as involved economically, they're not as productive. They're not able to command as many resources. They're not going to have an effect on on your life as much as someone who's taking business from everyone and doesn't care about your race or or whatever other um, thing there is about you. So, like, just allowing the market to work on its own without trying to do this, you know, social justice warrior stuff, it works out really, really well. As opposed to all this tilting at windmills to try to to find these racist boogeymen. That's
1: why I, I kind of think it's something more than that. <laughs> I don't think it's about – to the people running I don't think it's about racism. To the everyday idiot on Twitter, I don't think they know any better because they went to public school. Um But the people at the top, like the p, you're and you're seeing this start to backfire on them. I think. And and sorry to kind of change gears, but do you think any of these politicians, any of them, really care about racism? No, I don't think they care at all about. I think they use it as a wedge, as not even a wedge, because there isn't two sides to this. Like, there's nobody out there saying we need more racism. I mean, I haven't, uh, you know, I I guess you could find some moron living in the woods of Montana or I I don't know, middle of nowhere. I don't even, I I don't, I don't know who lives in, you know, off their own land because they're so angry at other races that they, you know, go out in the mountains. Like, I I, I don't know. Um, They self-isolated themselves. (laughs) They isolated themselves. Uh, I guess those people. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that white supremacists don't exist, but as a percentage of the population, it's statistically insignificant. I I'm pretty sure of that.
0: I would agree. I've I have mean, never
1: come across someone who says they are a white supremacist in real life. You can find and find all, it all these the people internet, that get sure.
0: that get accused of being racist and stuff. It's like they're people like. They're they're people that I uh, that are in my daily lives, the same type of people, and I know they're not racists. They might have bad opinions on stuff, but they're not motivated. Like it's not motivated, not motivated by to... race
1: or hate or something. Especially when right. you're criticizing just... looters,
0: like is this really
1: that hard? Like nobody can actually believe that criticizing looting a store is somehow racism. I don't even understand how you can do that. The only thing, like you can't even say. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's probably just upset that they're trashing a store and lighting it on fire. Like you can't even go that far. You got to say the only possible explanation is race. Meanwhile, we have politicians who vote for war all the time, who go to war, who never stop it, who have the ability to stop it and don't where they're actually killing thousands of people and destroying neighborhoods and destroying cities, destroying lives forever. And they get reelected. And they get supported by all these people on Facebook. But if you say something that appears to make light of looting and rioting, you're now banned from society. That makes no sense to me. That's why it's like at the top, I think there's just got to be something more. I think it's just a play. You know, Strip out all the lo- It's It's like 1984. Strip out all the logic. Strip out the nuance. Find an enemy. Isolate the enemy and attack it. And everything fits in this category because that makes it easy. That makes it easy to understand. And we can just go after those people.
0: How about and get power because now yes, it's exactly well, now, now we have to legislate to protect people from You
1: have stuff. to have this threat that is so serious and that is going to destroy you and society and your life as we know it. It has to be there and we have to attack it. I'm telling you it's Goldstein in nineteen eighty four. You have this enemy and we have to everything goes back to that. And that's what it is right now. And yeah. how about these so, morons? I mean, I'm sorry to switch gears again, no, but gosh. I have to say this. All these morons on Twitter saying libertarians have been quiet. I've seen it multiple times from different accounts. So there you go. I think Stop. Hey, Nick Sarwalk, I know you listen to our show every week. Stop trying to be friends with these people. They don't care about you and they're not going to join in the fun. They are going to say you're quiet on the, probably the one issue. Uh, I don't know of any libertarians that are quiet on this, on the issue of police brutality. I I've never gotten into discussion with a libertarian, like having to say, I think you're seeing this wrong. The cops are really in the wrong here. Right. And we do that on every issue. (laughs) And we talk about it all the time, you know, how many people know who Duncan Limp is? Unless you're a libertarian, you probably don't. Because libertarians talk about every time someone is murdered by the cops, we're talking about it. And we weren't quiet on this one. Not the libertarians I'm aware of.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if you get accused of being a racist, just laugh at them. Right. Because no matter what you do. Hey,
1: our solution is going to make your life better
0: saying it's racism
1: i don't even know how you that's that's why i think it's a perfect enemy for them to use because how you can't what what are you going to do say what uh police officers we're going to train them not to be racist like how are you going to solve this problem it's obviously something deeper than that it's something more than that
0: Well, obviously, what we have to do is let Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris. Yeah,
1: let's reelect them. Right, put them in office and give them
0: bills to uh, try to deal with the police brutality problems.
1: Let's make a federal law that says police officers cannot be racist. (laughs) Like,
0: yeah, Kamala Harris, the porkiest of pigs, is going to.
1: uh, It's it's so, and I think I don't know. I think people are. If there's any silver lining to this. I think people are starting to see it because I am seeing Black Lives Matter people on Twitter calling out Democrats. I saw just the other night, it might have been last night or two nights ago, STF, hashtag STFU Hillary was trending. So I'm like, oh, huh, I got to click this. And it's a bunch of comments about how you do nothing for us. And then there's people writing under that. Uh, these are people who have the BLM in their profile with the, the fists saying, yeah, Obama did nothing for us either. And I saw more than one, like there was a, there was a good amount of them. So people are starting to realize like, mm, politicians probably aren't the way to solve this. Now, whether they're going to become a libertarian, free market anarchists, I don't know. But as long as you're thinking, uh, the way we try to solve this is with Democrats. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, uh, even what's his name? Who's, um, Oh, they—they, I—I don't remember his name. (laughs) He came out and said, "Stop telling us to vote." Uh, stop telling us to generically vote. You're voting, Uh, Sean Sean King. Mm Hmm. I think isn't that his name? Yeah. Yeah. The white
0: dude who's a black dude. Yeah, yeah.
1: He came out and said, "Stop telling us to vote." Like. You guys don't do anything for us. That's a, I I don't remember the exact quote. I could probably find it if I search it, but that's huge for him to come out and say that he's got a lot of followers and a lot of influence. Yeah. Um, So maybe if, you know, people start looking for their own solutions and stop going to government, that would be great. I'd be okay with that. I don't think it's going to happen.
0: No, I mean, I think that politics is downstream of culture. And I think if people just kind of reject all of this stupid nonsense that we're talking about, then I think that they'll just kind of have to fall in line. Um, So I only think that things get better if the government stops doing stuff as opposed to trying to legislate things. (laughs) And then also, you know, but that kind of that can only alleviates a lot of stuff. I don't think that really necessarily solves stuff. Um, You know, we've talked about it before, how we think that, you know, the problem is solved by privatizing the police, privatizing all government services. You know, how do we get there? Then go back to episode 200 called acquire capital, defeat the state. (laughs) But it's, it, it, that's kind of a, not a simple, quick, easy thing that's going to happen right away. So right. I know people are going to be, or libertarians at least, will be a little bit impatient with that kind of strategy. But, but. I don't know. What to tell you, I don't know. Uh, All be- I know because is
1: libertarians have never been quiet on anything, especially when police brutality is involved, especially when the cops murder someone.
0: I really wish libertarians would be quiet. Yeah. Sometimes I wish they would,
1: including Rallo.
0: Including Slappy. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I
1: exhausted the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know where things will go. (laughs) Try to, uh, try to be positive. Um, I just wish, I wish people would see the state as the problem and not simply racism.
0: Right. And, and with that, I just, you know, I, if this is my coming out or whatever, not that I don't think that this was a a big deal for me before that it was just more of a conversation thing, but I just don't care about racism. You know, if someone if someone is truly a racist, yeah, it's, that's pretty disgusting. I don't like it, but like.
1: No, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to associate with it. I don't it, care. Like, Otherwise, what? I'm not like, going to go I, out I, of my way to hang the guy. Look. Can,
0: because there's there's people out there that are racist I'm not going to lose sleep over. There's
1: people out there who are not racist who can do really bad things and we should worry about them too. Like you can right. only, like we said last week, you can control the controllables and people are going to have all kinds of opinions. I can't control that, but I can control my reaction to it. And I can think if we're going to make it better or worse. And if you have someone who, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I get so annoyed with this. But like, if someone's like this, what's her what was her name katai t katai Mm -hmm. she's not from this country i assume um because he's from you said serbia and so i think it did say she's serbian so she's not from here she doesn't know the culture maybe she does maybe she doesn't i don't know but isn't it an opportunity to talk to her like instead of ruin their lives? Like maybe we should make it better. Maybe you should talk to her. Maybe you should explain if that's so offensive to you, why it's so offensive.
0: Well, I've seen just, I've seen like what she posted. I've seen a lot of people that I know in my personal life have those kinds of reactions. To looting. And I know, right. And I know that they're not, they don't actually want people to go out and get killed. Oh yeah, sure. the other thing, I also know that they're not motivated by racism. So for me to like see that and kind of have this reaction of such an awful racist person. Well, then I should, you know, my coworkers and uh, and friends and acquaintances and family start screaming and yelling about how racist they are, too. Is that going to help? Because I know they're not racist. And all that does is just kind of, you know, drive a wedge in between us and and you know if you accuse someone of being a racist, especially with the way that gets looked at, that means you're a Nazi, apparently too, and every other bad thing under the sun. Said, like how does how does that help? Because those people know that they're not racist. They know that they don't look at a black person or someone that's different than them and hate them. So it just makes it just makes you look like an idiot like you can and someone that they don't want to talk to
1: actually come out and say um i supported the war in iraq and i still support the war in iraq and i think we should have went harder at them and that would have won that war in two years if we just dropped more bombs you can say that and not get like thrown out of society
0: <laughs> yeah that's kind of funny you know
1: what i mean like think so about it think about that if we just, like, I hear it all the time about Vietnam, the, you know, boomers will say, if we just were, you know, so-and-so called the dogs off, if we would have went after them, we would have won that thing. We just needed to bomb a little bit, a little bit longer. We would have had it like, huh? You didn't think what you wanted to kill more people. And that's an acceptable opinion. Mm-hmm. But if you say something that appears to make light of looting, you're now out of society. I don't understand that at all. I don't get it. I don't either. And I just want to defend our fellow libertarians in that no one was quiet in the libertarian world ever, but especially on this topic.
0: No. So, I agree.
1: I don't know. You got a free market story? You want to wrap it up?
0: Um, yeah, I do. Um, uh, I, I decided... That I'm going to uh, build a, a retention wall in the front of my house. Yeah, uh, that goes along where my uh, I've got a, uh, a walkway from my driveway to my front door. Hashtag
1: build the it's wall. Kinda, oh,
0: yeah, I'm building the wall. Mexicans are going to pay for it. Nice. Um, <laughs> I I wish when they did all this original construction they didn't put the uh, the paver pathway on the side of the hill because it's just kind of falling down the hill as, as the ground settles and everything. So I'm building a, uh, a retention wall. I'm going to redo the pavers and, um, the place that I'm going to buy the, the stones from for the wall, they actually have the software that you can download on their website that you kind of draw the wall there and it pops out, um, all the blocks you need, all the, all the crushed stone you need, all the supplies and everything and even kind of instructions and plans on how to build the wall. So, uh, and that's all completely free and you can do, you know, make as many iterations of it as you want. And I think it's pretty neat that they have uh, the ability to create this software that, that does some interesting things and, and it's very helpful um, so that, you know, any idiot can go and, and be able to have this idea in their head and, kind of turn it into a reality by uh using some some software and some tools that they don't have to pay for it like they can go i mean they can you can basically uh scope out your entire project know exactly what you need and you don't have to pay them at all for it so i very think cool. that was i think that's pretty neat very cool um so it, it'll make it a little easier when I'm, when I'm driving the tractor around the front of the yard there i'm not you on the side of the hill the either yeah, so there's there's multiple benefits to it.
1: Get those really big tires on your tractor so you can just roll right up the wall.
0: Yeah, that works. So uh, show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 202. We'll link to that article from the LA Times about uh, Alexander, I forget his name Kitai. already. Katai. Um, also check out libertymugs.com and best thing you can do to help this podcast grow. Uh, is to share it out with friends and family, anyone that you think that will uh, get something out of this. Also, uh, we would love if you leave a uh, leave a review, uh, leave a comment wherever you listen to it, and um, yeah, subscribe to wherever you listen to your uh, your podcasts. We're pretty much everywhere. So, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week.
1: Peace.